the Meat Improv. Hello and welcome to the Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabor. <laughs> the Meat is the improv and storytelling podcast where we bring on comedian guests to tell true meaty stories from their lives. And then what do we do, Jake? Well, then we take those stories and we use them for uh, inspiration to do long-form comedic improvised scenes. That's right. Oh, it's a damn hoot. Uh, <laughs> we also have a, a weekly bonus episode and a Discord channel you can access at www.patreon.com slash themeatimprov. Our bonus episode is called The Potatoes, and Jake and I sort of talk about improv stuff, what we're teaching, what we're learning, all that kind of stuff. And it's back. should be back by the time you're hearing this episode. So yeah, uh, get on there if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, awesome. Let's get to the episode. This is... This is what we're here for, the fun part of the podcast. Uh, we have two first-timers today, uh, so let's welcome. Uh, from the upcoming week-by-week podcast, uh, Celeste Busa. Welcome, Celeste. Hi. <laughs> Hi, thanks. Hi. Am I supposed to talk? Yes, you are, yes. <laughs> Hello, Celeste. <laughs> you feel like you looked at me like that was like, uh, uh, <laughs> so whatever. Uh, yeah, Zoom, there's a lot of, a lot gets lost in translation in Zoom. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, please talk. You're, the whole time, you're welcome to talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, our second guest, uh, another uh, comedian and improviser in Los Angeles, uh, uh, I feel like I know you mostly from Twitter these days, <laughs> which is everybody, actually. I'm not seeing anybody, but uh, Casey right. Gullickson. <laughs> welcome. Hello. Welcome aboard. Hi, Casey. How are um, you doing? Um, good. How are you? Good. It's good to be here. Um, Thanks for being here. So we were talking a little bit before we got on the air, but I figure Celeste's podcast, the upcoming Week by Week podcast, is a good uh, entryway into this conversation, but... Uh, you both of our both Casey and Celeste, both of you are fairly new parents. Uh, yes. So, as yeah. a guy that gets excited about <laughs> buying his dog a little football jersey, uh, that's <laughs> 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 how is that like what you're doing? Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, why don't you start? With, uh, it, yeah. Why don't we start, <laughs> Celeste? Tell us just a little bit about your podcast and stuff, and then uh, sure. Uh, so starting at week 12 of my pregnancy, I recorded a podcast every single week of it and did like an update about the experience of the pregnancy and then, uh, had a guest on who could help me figure out more about what was going on (laughs) because I feel like, you know, like basically your education is like, don't get pregnant. And then if you're lucky, I guess some people get abstinence only, but if you get like, don't get pregnant education, once you're pregnant, you're like, wait what is going to happen and what is my body doing and all of that. So I try to just educate myself as much as possible in that second two trimesters of the pregnancy. And then we had a pandemic. Mm. And so that influenced the, like, basically I started telling people I was pregnant at week 13, which was the week before safer at home started. So I feel like I basically did the, like go off to boarding school for a year and then come back and suddenly there's just like a baby there kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, so it's, it, that's what kind of the podcast is about. Interesting. So yeah, what, 
So was there, I guess I don't want to spoil your podcast, but like, was there anything that like someone told you about that you're like, oh no, <laughs> that like was unexpected uh, or I don't know. Something for the, the labor that I was told about, but I couldn't really wrap my mind around until I ex- experienced it where, uh, the transition period, which is basically where you go from like six centimeters dilated to 10 centimeters dilated. Uh-huh. And that's when like your animalistic side comes out. And I, I chose to do no epidural or anything. Cause I was like, I want to feel what this feels like. And, uh, it was insane. It was like really, really intense. And then the other thing from labor is when you're pushing right before he like comes out, there's this thing called a ring of fire, which is basically what it sounds like. And, uh, it's like the most insane, crazy pain. I, I just, I was sitting there or lying there and I was literally thinking like, oh, I, I don't think I can do this. I don't think a baby is going to come out of my body. And it was just so surreal and out of body, but completely inside of my body. It was crazy. So those would be two things that I would, I wish people talked about more, but I guess that's like scary stuff too. So people don't want to say like, this is the thing that happens when you're giving birth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's insane. How long, <laughs> you, oh, how, long what, how, how long was your labor? So, uh, I went in, I think it was probably 10 hours ultimately, but I, I went from six centimeters to nine and a half centimeters in 45 minutes. And so that was like, once that hit (laughs) my husband and I had a playlist going and it was like our soothing baby playlist. And, uh, it had like special songs to us, like one that was like played in our wedding and that kind of stuff. And some song came on with a keyboard and I just turned to him and I was like, I can't handle this keyboard right now. <laughs> I was like, turn it off. <laughs> so it was like, uh, yeah, it was crazy. But, uh, the whole thing was probably like nine to 10 hours. And so. are you releasing that as a single episode or will that be like a double podcast? That I think or- it's going to be a single episode. I also did something. I haven't listened to it yet, but we recorded like voice memos on the way to the hospital and a couple at the hospital and like not when it got intense, but uh, I'm curious to listen to that. I back was kidding, I was... and that, now I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a nightmare who is like, no, I'm really curious about what this experience is going to be like. So, like, this is going to be a podcast. Holy shit! Be... <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the goal was honesty, and I was just like, throughout the whole thing, I'm going to probably make mistakes, but I'm going to be as honest as possible through this experience. And then I had like kidney stones through it, and like a bleed, and all this kind of crazy stuff happened. Whoa! Yeah. I imagine that 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 was what I've been doing. (laughs) I imagine that would be very useful for people who are like, you know, pregnant later. Like it's like, like they'll probably, you could almost follow along. I bet. Right. Is that what you're saying? I hope so. Yeah. That would be the, when I got pregnant, I was looking for something that was really like a firsthand experience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the stuff you get is like, here's your baby's the size of an onion this week. And like, you might be experiencing varicose veins or something like that. And it's like, very dry. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted something that had a little bit more intimacy in it. So cool. We'll see. <laughs> Listen, let me know what you guys think. <laughs> Did you That's awesome? Uh, well, so wait a minute. So Casey, your, your uh, kid is what? Seven months. You said, yes. So that's almost yeah. exactly the length of this, of this safer, I would say pandemic safer home since we had, <laughs> since Tom Hanks got it. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say is to me, Tom Hanks day is like its own thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was like a week. I think he was, he was a week old when it was like Tom Hanks has COVID-19 and the NBA is, uh, <laughs> 
postponing its season. That happened. I'm like, welcome to the world, kid. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So he, he, his whole life is just like in this house, which is, I mean, if you're going to have Celeste probably agrees, if you're going to have a a kid like during all of this, a baby is probably your best bet because I know people who have like five and six year olds and they want to play with their friends and they want to, you know, and they can't. And so it's really hard to have like uh, a kid who wants socialization, whereas our babies are just like happy to be, you know, at home. (laughs) This is what they would be doing anyway. (laughs) They're not like your baby. (laughs) Your baby's not fighting to like go eat on a patio or something. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Baby's totally happy. Just like sleeping and eating and staying inside. So it's crazy. He's going to grow up in a world that he doesn't know what it's like with Tom Hanks, not having COVID. I know we talk about that all the time. (laughs) We'll show him all Tom Hanks' old movies. Like Forrest Gump be like, he didn't have COVID. This is what it was like. He was so healthy back then. Yeah. <laughs> Watching Castaway. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a weird. I I don't know. The I I'm kind of tracking like this whole safer at home thing of like I do remember like I was like three weeks into it and I live with my girlfriend and like there was like a news thing. I think it was right around when LA maybe extended the time of like the quarantine or whatever to like eight weeks or something like that and i remember that just felt to us like oh my fucking god like we were like are you kidding me we have to do another like five weeks of this shit like we i kind of expected it but like it really hit us and now we're seven months into this thing and it is sort of like life is happening like people are getting sick people are being born like like people are, I don't know, like, <laughs> like trying to improve themselves or fucking up or what, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's very strange. Like how we kind of sunk into this being like the normal thing. I don't know. I don't really have a point there, but like, <laughs> it's, it's weird to think on that day. And right now where it's just like, well, this is life. Right. Yeah. Our outlook then was this will be short term. And our outlook now is like, maybe by 2022, I'll like see some friends at, like more than, more than, ten, you know, five for more than two friends at once based yeah. apart. You know? Yeah. I'll hug someone again. Yeah. Casey, is there anything, cause it happened for you like almost at the same time. Is there anything that, um, I don't know if you'll have an answer because I don't know how to ask this question necessarily, but like, <laughs> is there anything about sort of like that you had anticipated doing becoming a parent that you couldn't do because of stay at home? And now it's like, well, that's the norm for how we're doing this. Uh, like, or anything that you can point to and go like, this would probably be different if we weren't in quarantine, but I don't know another way. Right. So one thing uh, that comes to mind is, so I had parental leave uh, when he was born and that was, so that was right as the pandemic started. So my parental leave was everyone who I worked with was just working from home anyway. So I kind of, I was like, I'm a little bit missing out on the perks of parental leave. Like I wouldn't be driving into work anyway. Um, uh, but now I'm back, but I'm still at home. And so there's this weird aspect of it where this, I, I'm, I'm a homebody anyway. Like I might, I would love to be like a stay at home dad. So I am, 
I'm working, I see him all day and it's, and it's, I wouldn't have that without the pandemic. And that is such a weird thing. Like, it's so weird to think that in some way, this awful, awful thing is like benefiting me. And then I feel dirty for like thinking, <laughs> having that feeling. <laughs> like I feel terrible. Um, so there's that. And then the other thing is, um, uh, just not me. He hasn't been able to meet my family, like my, my siblings, and my parents. So, um, oh, yeah. Damn. So that's rough. That is rough. Yeah. Um, Can I ask how you're handling that? Like, do you have a plan for at some point or is it just kind of once the pandemic is over? Uh, you know, I spoke to my sister who I'm really close with recently and she was really pitching me on, you know, if we get tested and then we fly out, like it's a, and I think I, I just, I got a cave. I think at some point, like I have to like commit to they're going to get tested and, and stay safe and then come out and visit because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's at this really, really great age right now. The seven month, just like he's like laughing and he's like, it's so fun. Like uh, it, it, being a dad is being a parent. I'm sure uh, being a mom too is when he laughs, like you just heighten and then he laughs again. So like as improvisers, like it's really fun. So um, so yeah, he's at this great age, right? I would really like my, my siblings to be able to meet him. So um, as long as they commit to doing it safely, I think we'll, we'll probably do that eventually, but we don't have like a set plan yet now. You know, I haven't done the baby thing, but I've, I visited family over the summer and, uh, drove to go see them, got tested like along the way and stuff. And I'm sort of a proponent of it. <laughs> like, as long yeah. as you're not doing unnecessary risks to like put other people in danger, I think like, if you want to see your family and you're not like going out to restaurants or like, you know, mm-hmm. fucking around, like, you know, I managed to do it safely. Uh, so I, yeah. I think it can be done. And I know it like there's a guilt or there's like scariness to it, but, um, I, th- especially if you get, get tested in California, I think it's manageable, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, um, how's that for a weird <laughs> PSA? <laughs> yeah. Have you made plans in that regard, Celeste, of like your family and stuff? We're trying to figure it out. My, we actually have my sister who lives out here staying with us right now. And that was the way that we were able to figure out how to bubble up with that. Um, and so that's been wonderful because we're super close and she's able to help us out in a way that, you know, otherwise we wouldn't have any support. Um, and then my parents moved out here about, uh, I guess a little over a year ago. And so we're trying to figure out how to bubble up with them. But my dad has a compromised immune system. So like coming from the hospital, it, part of it was like, I don't want you guys to be exposed to anything until I know I'm clear. So it's kind of trying to figure out where are we going to find those windows and then what are our protocols? And then my husband's mom is in Chicago. So we're trying to figure out what the timeline would look like, or could she come out here in quarantine for like two weeks and get tested and then come in the house or it's hard. It's just like a weird thing. You never thought you would be trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. You could put them all in separate uh, Ferris wheel carriages and they could go around and they could each see your baby passing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, Jake. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, problem solved. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't really take requests. Um, whatever I do for the uh, delivery room, DJ said is sort of, that's kind of my job as the DJ. Um, 
Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just, you've been playing yellow kind of on repeat for a while now. And I understand it's like, you know, an emotional song, but it's just, I, I'm in a ton of pain and I just need something a little bit more upbeat to get me through it. You know what I mean? Well, I was trying to time it so that you'd give birth to the baby right as we hit the climax of yellow, but you're kind of dawdling if I... <laughs> okay. I am, I am, I'm working yeah. as fast as I can. I'm trying to push this baby out. Okay. I just feel like now I'm in yellow and I don't want to go to another song and come back to yellow. You're throwing hey, off my whole thing. I could go to, I could play some fun, I guess, when the baby comes out, but that seems a little... Like tonight or what are we talking about? Yes. We are young. I mean, you don't get any younger than a baby. (laughs) I just, I really wish we had sorted this out, you know, beforehand so we could make this go a little bit smoother. This is not exactly the uh, vibe I was hoping. We sorted some stuff out. I mean, you told me not to play the cha-cha slide or the chicken dance, which, you know, from my experience really gets the doctors and nurses in a better mood. But, you know, I took the note from you and now we're here. We're in it. Okay. Well, um, yeah, let's try, let's try fun. Let's try fun. Nah, I didn't mean, <laughs> well, you better get, if you're not going to start crowning here, then <laughs> I don't want to throw yellow's already gone. It's the time is gone for yellow. Fun is supposed to be, that's my backup birth moment, uh, song. So, if, so you have two birth, just to be, just, uh, this is again, excruciating for me, but to be <laughs> perfectly clear, you have two, moments do you can have either the fun birth or the yellow birth and these are your two options you have i mean (laughs) we could do the free willy song if you want but i've (laughs) this is just quite uh, yeah let's do free willy you know what you know what here's what i want here's what i want oh this is this is loosening me up i want um lion king i want the moment when the circle of life i want circle of life when the baby comes out i want circle of life okay all right what you don't like circle of life it's just a little on the nose but it's a little judgy from you <laughs> a, i don't know i kind of take my job seriously you know and it's sort of like yelling freebird at a band uh, you know like in the middle of a concert like okay we could play freebird but like there's a lot of other songs in Look, the world i i understand you're an artist and i get that but it's just you know we're just trying to keep this process going nice and smooth right. for me we'll do. okay this is this is about me this is yep. about me Honey, honey, can you come in and help me out here? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was uh, I was just talking to my mom. <laughs> Let her give her, give her honey, an update. Yeah, I love it. Your mom can wait. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say this one. I'm just just one time. I said today. I'm only gonna say it one time. Your mom can wait this time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, you're okay. right. Thank you. Uh, so what's up? We're what? Are we ready to have this baby? Or <laughs> I so trying to figure out what to tell my mom. Um, <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working okay. on it. We get, we got a music hold hey. up, okay? So I'm, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, is... Ooh, this is good. Hey. Are you going to keep okay. arguing or are you going to get to this? No, can you complain, please? <laughs> don't stop hey, it. Right, hey. I, I don't want my... <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you should... Are you going to have the baby? Because the DJs, you know, we're paying for it, you know? Listen, I am moving as fast as I can go. If you have any other ideas how to speed this up, I am open to it. But this, you know, my body's doing what it can do right now. Okay, birth photographer in here. What do we want to do? We want the little captions that say, hey, ouchie. Hold this this popsicle stick with a little caption on it. Uh, You, uh, father-to-be, you want a little boa? 
Yeah, I'll I'll do that. That sounds like a okay. Party. Cool. Let's do a silly one. All right. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> All right. Should we do one where you jump up in the air and I catch you midair? <laughs> I jump help? up in the what? <laughs> Would that help with the baby? I don't know, but the pictures look pretty funny. <laughs> I could. <laughs> but, can we can we just focus on just like having the baby baby take that mustache away from your face okay i get it's a funny mustache i get it's a funny look to wear a boa and a mustache take it off your face uh-huh. for a second okay okay i just want i want a serious beautiful birth okay. i want to bring this child into the world seriously i'm moving as fast as i freaking can okay the baby falls out <laughs> <laughs> I droop a little mustache on the baby flip. All right, let's get into the meat part of the podcast, the part where a guest shares a true meaty story from their life. Casey, you're up first. What would you like to talk about? I'm going to tell you guys a story of when I got really, really high and listened to a self-help audiobook. <laughs> Okay, let's do it. So uh, I had an Audible uh, credit, and this is before I knew about Libby. So don't <laughs> so don't use Audible. Just a side side note: don't use Audible because Libby is a great library app where you can get audio books for free. Okay, I'm is there a long that. wait on there? I've been sorry. I don't want to get too <laughs> sidetracked with Libby talk, but I just got no. That I was I love to talk about Libby. <laughs> um, I actually work for Libby. No, I don't. Um, but. Uh, there is for some, some books you have to, it's just like a live, like uh, checking out a library book. So some you have to wait for, but if, uh, some you don't. I've gotten books on Libby and, uh, I don't finish them by the time they're due back. And it's a weird way to read. (laughs) Like I literally just bought a book that I failed to read on Libby and now it sits comfortably on my desk, not read. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Every time that happens to me, it's a real hit to my self-esteem. I couldn't read a book in 21 days. I could, yeah. So, uh, so I had an extra credit and I think I just canceled my subscription. I don't think that matters. Anyway, um, I had this extra credit and it was like, a book you would enjoy. And it was called You Are a Badass. And I was like, you know... I've read that book. <laughs> there you go. I have that book. There you go. Didn't get through it. So, um, so I was like, all right, uh, let's use my free credit to do this. Uh, so I downloaded it and I tried to listen to it on my commute. And I couldn't do it. Like it was just too much of it. It was a self-help book. And so I was listening to it and I just like, couldn't let my blockers down kind of. Right. So I was, uh, which book was it? Uh, you are a badass. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because someone gave me that book and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm reading this book in public. (laughs) Like you are a badass. (laughs) I think it's very funny that (laughs) we probably all feel that way. Yet also everyone in this room has the book. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Um, so, so I couldn't do it. I couldn't listen to it. And then, uh, I went on a work trip and while I was on this work trip, I was staying up pretty late and get in like drinking. And then I was waking up pretty early and I started to get a cold. And so after work one day and like before I went to dinner with my coworkers, I was like, I'm going to go back to my hotel and take like a two hour nap because I'm just like, I need sleep to, to get better. So I lay down and I, I'm like not falling asleep right away. And I'm like, I know what I should do. I should like get high to fall asleep. Like, you know, so I, um, 
I have a couple of hits in my vape, but then I'm like, oh no, now I'm too high. Right. And I, I have a real strict balance. Mm-hmm. Like if I get too much, then uh, my OCD kicks in and I can't like think about anything else, but like terrible things. So, uh, but if I was like, I'll listen to a podcast or something and then that'll help me fall asleep. I won't be think I won't be like in my head instead of a podcast. I put on, you are a badass audiobook, and I'm laying there and I have like this breakthrough. I, me, high, just so high listening to this <laughs> self help audiobook. And it's like, I mean, it's a life changing moment. And I'm, and I'm like, oh my God. And I listened to probably like four chapters of it. And I was like, this is like, she's describing like why I don't, why I'm not like confident in myself and like all of these things. Right. And, uh, and it, I still, to this day, it's, she really, you know, she's really hit the nail on the head with a lot of this stuff with my, um, my own self-perception and everything. So uh, when I got back to LA, I was talking to my therapist about it. And he was like, you know, it's really interesting. You kind of, it's kind of like akin to hypnotizing yourself. Like you being really, really high, like you let down like your, your guard, you know, your walls and you let, you let the things that she was saying, like actually hit you. And, uh, and I would say that I definitely am not like, (laughs) I'm not like super high anymore. So (laughs) like, I don't feel exactly the same way as when I came out of like listening to those four or five chapters or whatever that night. But I will say that thing there's been a lot of carryover into like my real life. Um, and it was like a really good, uh, experience. Uh, so yeah. Wow. Have you revisited any of those chapters? Not high. Yes. Yes. And they, uh, they're still, yeah, it's still great. I mean, there's certain chapters that I knew that I didn't look quite mesh with. I think there's, uh, there's, chapters about like God and stuff. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, I don't know, but there's other things about, you know, self-perception and stuff that really still stick with me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a great book. Um, I love the idea of listening to it. high. That never (laughs) even occurred to me. Uh, (laughs) I would give it a shot. Yeah. It'd be like a good way for me not to absorb it. I think (laughs) when I get high, I'm just like so distracted. I can barely get high anymore. (laughs) <laughs> oh no like if, well i can sometimes but like i'm i i did the other i did something the other day where i like smoked a little weed and then watched lovecraft country the first episode Ooh. of lovecraft country Ooh, that sounds intense it was a little bit intense and i like immediate like i had to pause the episode 15 minutes in just because i was like anxious about shit i'd done like a week before or whatever like i've gotten high in a movie theater and then like the movie is going on and i'm just in my own head thinking about my own stuff and then i come back and i'm like i don't know what just happened in the movie it's like when you read a book and you're and you blank out on what you're reading but you've read a whole page yeah, but with a movie, you can't just rewind it. Yeah. You're in a theater. I can't go up to the projectionist. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a weird phenomenon, even with a book. Anyway, uh, so, but I've also had the thing where I've been high and, again, hit that sweet spot where, like, you sort of, yeah, where you're kind of more open to, like, changing or, like, thinking about stuff you you maybe should think about or whatever. 
What was the, th- can I ask you, I know it might be personal, but uh, what, what was like a takeaway from that? Uh, there's a, I mean, there were a lot, the ones that uh, stick out is this feeling uh, that I don't, maybe not everyone has it, but for me, she talks about how like, okay, you have friends, right. And when they have like a successful, when they have something good happen for them or their career, you don't think, Oh, your first thought is of course that would happen to them. They're so talented. Right. But still, but I don't think that, I didn't think that about myself. Right. Like I never, I would always just assume like, Oh, nothing good will happen to me. I'll never do this, you know, accomplish this goal in my career. I would just kind of assume the worst. Um, and I think a lot of people, uh, feel that way. A lot of people don't feel that way, but, uh, it really, I was like, wow. Yeah. I never really considered looking at myself through the the same lens that I view my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that was like one of the big ones. <laughs> that's the one I can remember right now. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed that I can't think of like another one. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I relate to that. Yeah. I, I had a dream one time that I think spoke volumes about my psyche where all my friends were making a movie and I was just trying to like get like a message from like one side of the set to the other <laughs> while they were shooting. And I kept having to like duck out of frame and like be like, Oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, like, yeah. in, in this, in this dream, I was like annoying my friends who were <laughs> right. <laughs> like I was in, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I woke up from that. Like my psyche sucks. <laughs> couldn't even be in the movie. <laughs> You'd be a great candidate to get super high and listen to this uh, audiobook. <laughs> well, I have a hard cover, a hard copy of it. There you go. You can try that. Good luck. I don't know. It it's funny, uh, Josh, that you asked like a takeaway, and then Casey, you were like, I remember this little one, and I'm embarrassed I don't remember anymore. Cause like I love that book. But I can't really tell you any of the takeaways except that every chapter ended with like, don't forget to tell yourself you love yourself or whatever. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, uh, like that was the last step of everything she told you to do was like, and you're amazing uh, and you love yourself or whatever. And right. like, <laughs> I really got a lot out of that book. But when I think back on it, it's like my one takeaway was a book telling me to just like, tell myself that I love myself. Uh, right. And I'm like, that book is great. Um, uh, but I think that happens with a lot of those self-help books is like, I actually think a lot of those books are so great. Um, and they're like very good at like almost in the moment stuff, but carrying it outside of the book or like months later, I'm like, what was it about that book that I like so much? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it usually is boiled down to like, a tiny little nugget uh, when there's like so much in there, but I'm like, I just remember that that book told me to love myself every chapter or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That one's tough because it's like, how don't just tell me to love myself. It's like, <laughs> I need to know exactly the blueprint to do that. You know, like <laughs> yeah, it's easy to say, love yourself. And it's a lot different to actually, actually do it. I will yeah. say that I think I must have picked up more because I think I do. I at least like myself more than before that. <laughs> and it also just like, it also, I think it, uh, it made me just like a more positive person in that, uh, you know, we wanted to have a baby, but we were going to wait. Uh, and I, you know, it was only like a month and a half after that experience, um, with the audiobook that I was like, 
no, like we should do it now. Like we can do it now. So I think it, it like impacted that decision in a way mm. of just like, no, good things can happen. And this is what we want. Why are we waiting? You know? Um, so yeah. And I, that's it's awesome. definitely been a positive, I mean, it's been the best having, having the, having the, the little dude around. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Celeste, do you have any takeaways from that book? I was totally feeling your experience because I literally read half of it like up to the week that I was giving birth. So this is like recent that I was reading this book. And I remember being like the numbers, the kind of, of being like this and this and this for each chapter. Uh, but I, I, I wonder if it, because it was so conversational, if it like kind of just like, it's like sometimes when you listen to a podcast and you're like, I retained that I listened to a conversation, but like, I couldn't pull out exactly what it was. Cause I was really struck by how she was just like, Hey, you're great. You know? And like, if these things happen, like I get it, but like, you're better than that. Like it was so just kind of chill in mm -hmm. the presentation of it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember <laughs> anything that, that I really pulled away from with it. Yeah. But I, I guess I should finish it. Maybe that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of, I think that, I think you stumbled onto something and uh, maybe that even is like getting high and uh, it's like that book or self-help books uh, are like, sometimes it's just a conversation with a really positive friend uh, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, all right, that's all I needed, I guess. Uh, somebody who wasn't like, it's nice to commiserate with like misery loves company and having somebody to be like, yeah, shit sucks. But sometimes it's nice to just like read a book that somebody is like, Hey, you're great. And like, don't worry about it. And it's like, Oh yeah, this is nice. Um, and I've had that <clears throat> like getting high and finding that sweet spot with movies and television too, where I'm like, it does sort of like a the help me filter out, um, some of the other stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I remember getting, finding that sweet spot, uh, in an episode of Homeland, which is really funny. Uh, and it didn't like inspire me or anything, but it was like, man, the acting in this is like getting better. And it's like, it was getting better along with me getting more high. But it, <laughs> the, the like sweet spot was like the climax of the episode where I was at my highest. And I was like, this is incredible television. Uh, and like it, and I'll still think of that episode and be like, they really did some cool stuff there. Uh, and it's maybe like, I don't know if it, I'm using chicken and the egg correctly, but it's a little bit of like, was that a particularly good episode? Uh, or was I just high when I watched it? And now I <laughs> think back on it being a particularly good episode. Don't revisit that episode because just <laughs> hold that, hold that high opinion and don't let yeah. it change. Why? You know, why? Why yeah. change that? Just <laughs> I was thinking like, uh, th that whole thing of like <sighs> just taking away like oh it's okay you're all right <laughs> like when I started doing therapy again a few years ago I was really surprised that that was like a big part of it <laughs> I thought I was gonna go into therapy and be like punish me <laughs> I'm the worst and like so much of it has been like just building up rather like I don't know I think yeah. it's important and weird and something that maybe people don't I don't know I think it's okay to take time out be it in self-help books or therapy or whatever to try to like build yourself up a little bit uh, absolutely yeah. I think that our 
Yeah, at least for me, like my first thing is always negative, like especially about myself. It's like, oh, this person didn't do this because I suck or like, you know, (laughs) so it's nice to read something where it's or yeah, where it's like, no, you don't suck. Like there's a lot of other reasons this could have happened or or whatever. Yeah, it is like jumping to the. No, go ahead. Uh, Jumping to the kind of negative thing, like I. I am in therapy myself. And then I also do couples therapy and something I've been like thinking about so much recently, I think, especially when we're in this like little, uh, you know, we're together all the time is that like how much you project on the other person and like that assumption all the time of like, yeah, well, you're probably annoyed with me because of this, this and this or whatever. And like, just trying to like, I've spent a lot of time during this time, just slowing down those like negative projections you put on other people. And it's, it takes a lot of like visiting it and then like revisiting it and being like, is that actually what's happening? Or am I just feeling sensitive to this or feeling exposed by this or whatever? And I, uh, slowing down has been like my biggest takeaway from this time. I yeah. don't know if that's anything, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think for sure. Like it's almost like a pressure cooker. This, if, if you're with other people in this, mm-hmm. in this environment, like you, I I think some people have already like fallen apart, but like it's good to slow down and like I don't know, it's like an opportunity to sort of examine like the interworkings <laughs> of like you and the people yeah. you're close to. I think that's great. Sir, I hope you don't mind me coming up to you in this bar. <clears throat> um I notice uh, there's uh, there's a motorcycle gang out front uh, picking on picking on me and my buddies, and I notice you're reading, <laughs> you're a badass, and so I was wondering if you could come out and help us. <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah, you know, actually, I can just I can just help help you right here. Just love yourself. Yeah, just <laughs> just sorry, what? <laughs> just <laughs> just oh, you. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, this is a badass, like, like badass as in, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty nice. This isn't badass. Like there's no fighting skills. Get out of here, you little twerp. I'm going to tie you in a knot and throw you down the river. Look, uh, maybe finish reading to the end or something. I got, (laughs) sir, I don't think that. Anywhere in this book are we going to find any any anything that's going to help you with the gang of bikers that you have angered? Uh, <laughs> I I look I maybe got a little out ahead of myself and was teasing them. Uh, I said, "Oh, what group of older guys all wear leather jackets together? Get a life, uh, get a life, you you ding dongs and." I said it because I saw you in here reading that this book, and I was you like, saw me, and then you decided to do that. <laughs> I was like, "Well, he'll have my back. He's reading that whole book. You're almost okay, done right. with it." Let me see. Okay, here's something I just I just read. Okay, it's, it's it's called "This Is Good Because," and it's when something <laughs> bad happens to you, frame it not as a negative, but say this is good because. So, okay, these bikers they want to kill you. 
This is good because, and then you. We see on the, the street the bikers are running over uh, Jake's friend who he came in with with their motorcycles in the ah! little parade. This is good because. This is good because. Uh huh. This is good because maybe what? Maybe maybe you needed a new best friend. Maybe this is good because. This is, okay, that's true. Uh, hospital food. Your friend's gonna get some great hospital food. Uh, he, I don't know. Just like uh-huh. chicken tender. And I know the Kaiser does okay. With Help! Those. Call nine one one. Okay, okay. This is good because uh, I, I I've always wanted to spend more time with my friend uh, in a uh, without the worries of work, and he won't be able to go into work. There uh, you go. I think that's great. Uh, let's see what else we got here. What okay. else we got? If I may okay. interject, um, <laughs> um, sorry, I was enjoying my uh, my glass of Pinot over here, Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading The Secret, and what I'd advise the man to do is to envision this not happening. Okay, Tootaloo. <laughs> Holy shit! I think that was Fraser Crane. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he comes in here in character a couple times a week to have some wine. Okay, uh, let's envision this isn't happening. There's not a gang of bikers outside tromping on my friend uh, and pouring sugar in my gas tank. Uh, okay, they're doing it's not that? happening. No, it's not happening. Oh, they're doing it all right. They're hoisting me by my underpants up on the flagpole. <laughs> this is good because he's got great <laughs> underpants. They're Mac Weldon's and they're antimicrobial. Uh, I can see them. They look great. They're tarring okay. and feathering me. <laughs> <laughs> this is not happening. But if it were, it would be good because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could all uh, use a little perspective in our lives. <laughs> well, uh, howdy there, partner. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't help but notice uh, it, you're getting a little predicament, and I'm here reading uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> but subtly, but subtly, but subtly. Like a real Southern gentleman. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, I don't care. Hey, uh, you know what? R- uh, run him over. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hi, yeah. I was, um, you might remember me, I bought a ticket like 20 minutes ago to... Um, uh, mean girls too. Mm. Um, and I got a email and I opened it <laughs> during the movie and, um, it was, it turned out it was just like a notification for Grubhub. So it was like not a big deal. So it was whatever, but <laughs> I totally missed like an entire scene. So I'm wondering if you could just run back there and just rewind, uh, the movie a little bit, just like jump back, just a scene is all I'm asking. And, uh, and, uh, don't open your messages from GovHub, I guess. Um, well, I'd love to help you. Um, um, and I might be able to, but, you know, oh, we Thank do, you. you're not supposed to be on your phones during the movie. We do the whole thing before the previews, actually between the previews and the feature presentation where you say, turn off your cell phones. Sure. I saw that. I just, I didn't, I didn't really think that that was uh, applicable to me because I just sure. think that, Yeah. Well, it is. I, I didn't think I was. Yeah. Okay. Well, you okay. live in your life. Strike one okay. for this theater then. Um, 
Um, I got. Are you, you giving me a strike? <laughs> no, I'm saying I will do this for you. I will rewind the okay. movie, uh, but so you much. only get two strikes before the third one, which is we just shut the movie off and send everyone home. Uh, Understood. Uh, Understood. So I'll tell the projectionist. We'll make a brief announcement. Which which scene was it? Did you have a time stamp? What time? Yeah, it's um, it's when Katie goes to her um twenty year high school reunion. Mm. Um, and there's, she has an sh- allergic reaction to shrimp. Okay. So that's the scene you, before that's the, the one, scene I missed. that's the scene you, you just recounted it to me. <laughs> no, no, because there was, I'm sure there were details in there that I didn't get. Like I saw that she, like I, got the gist I looked of it. down, she's eating a shrimp and I looked up and it's like, she's bright red. And so I, I just like, I missed like the chewing and miss like, the, you know, the, just saying that's one of your strikes. You, you got the gist of it. You know, sometimes people, okay. If you want to use it, I mean, it's a theater wide decision. The other patrons might wanna, be mad at you for wasting a strike on something like that, but I totally understood. I just, I want to make sure I get the full gotcha. story time. All right. I'll go tell the projectionist. <laughs> knock knock <laughs> yeah hey we gotta rewind the uh, movie to before the shrimp scene um, a customer came out there opened an email they got distracted so we'll just be using strike one um, already in the first 15 minutes of the movie um, if you don't mind I don't know I hope you don't have to change the reel back but you can just of course I do I don't rewind the film. I got to take out a reel and then put a new reel in. Hey, I don't know what to tell you. I know you're an old school guy. I know you're, uh, uh, you know, what the fuck is this strikes policy? (laughs) It's a new theater policy. People are on their phones. Did you watch the social dilemma? (laughs) No, you should. I'm an old school guy. Well, okay. Not too old. I still use dvd.com and i get my dvds sent to me in the mail thank you very much i mean that's a form of internet addiction on its own but what i'm trying to say is people are addicted to their phones we're trying to be understanding because people are leaving our theaters without a fucking clue what they just watched so we get two restarts the third one we don't it's a strike we shut it off for everybody okay Okay? all right go back to before the shrimp scene all right okay These reels are really heavy. <laughs> we hear the theater. Ah! <laughs> All right. We cut to the inside of the theater. It's packed. People are excited for Mean Girls, too. Uh, hey, this uh, is my favorite part. I'm excited to watch it again. <laughs> We see he's recording himself for TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to him uh, talking to the the guy at the box office. Hello. Hi. Hey, sorry. I missed uh, the scene after the shrimp scene when she goes to the hospital and they say, well, did you eat anything you're allergic to? And she goes, I ate shrimp. I didn't know I was allergic at the time, but then I ate it. Mm. And then they wheel her in and they bang her foot up against the counter. And then she's like, oh, no, now I broke my foot. I have to go to a different (laughs) doctor for this. I miss that whole scene. I mean, again, you you had a crystal clear clear recollection of it to me. Uh, you yeah, like I mean, I, you were quoting lines, peripherals. Yeah, and my ears are working, so it was you know, but I didn't get to enjoy it. I was busy. I, I'm addicted to TikTok. 
Okay, so I'm going to just say, again, you've already had one strike in the theater. Um, you know, I'm aware. I am aware. You know how this works. It's sort of like in a classroom setting. If two people talk out of turn, then everybody has to stay late for homework or whatever. It's sort of a right. punishment by... Um, you know, shame or guilt or, uh, it's a group collect, a collective thing. You get what I'm saying. You do this every time I, I, that someone gets a strike. Yes. I have one strike already. I'm willing to use strike two to back it up and see possibly the fa- my favorite scene, hopefully in Mean Girls. But you got the gist of it. So like it, we've had occasions where someone goes to the bathroom and then they end up in there longer than they thought and they miss critical plot points. And that's a, that's how the strike policy started. It wasn't just for, uh, phone mishaps or lapses in attention. Um, so this is a question of gist. This is a question of gist. Yeah. Is what this is. This is okay. Uh, you see it behind me on the board. It's a question, <laughs> question of gist. Gist is not enough for me. You got I, the gist. I, Step one. Did you get the gist? <laughs> you got the gist. I was, you know what? I was just going to ask, is this rule in writing? And now I'm seeing it's those behind big letter. Did you get the gist? Letters. All right, Two, could a friend gist. just quickly fill you in? Three, okay. uh, was it an emergency? Four, should you just leave right now and we can let you back in at another time? These are the checklists we go through before we issue a strike and before we rewind the movie. All right, I got the gist now, uh, but I'm going to use my next strike. I've missed a considerable amount of time in the movie talking to you right now. And I want to use the strike. I think that's pretty clear. You can't gist me out of this one. I could give you the gist of what happened after. Are you a friend? She got a broken... Uh, really? We have, that's the technicality. That's the technicality we're going to get hung up on. I would she breaks like her foot, and the mean me. girls are mean to her about it. Okay, the friends that she really had aren't really that good of friends. They don't invite her in the okay. prom group because they're worried they'll have to slow down um, their whole night and cater to her the whole time. Okay. All right. All right. That's good enough. It was good to see you again. Good to see you again. And we were friends in high school, Derek. So I don't know why this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. It's a long time ago. We cut back to the theater. Actually, we cut into the projection booth. Hey, I just wanted to let you know I uh, totally saved you another strike. So it's not like I'm not doing your work out there. Uh, I'm looking out for you out there. I just talked someone out of a second strike. <laughs> and I gave them the gist to avoid it a second time. So I know you like to think us millennials don't know how the old timers work or we're on two different pages, but <laughs> I'm looking out for your best interest. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. Hey, have you heard of Amazon, by the way? The rainforest? Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Goes back out to his post. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'd like to use a strike. I was uh, watching uh, Palm Springs on Hulu on my phone uh, at the same time I was watching Mean Girls 2. Uh, and I missed... Um, I missed... I couldn't tell if her friend said, uh, blow me or flow me. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, blow me is the term that I'm most familiar with. Uh, but flow me uh, might be like a reference to a progressive insurance joke. I don't think it was a progressive insurance. It was after the car accident. So it's possible it was a progressive insurance joke. Okay, you're still watching Palm Springs right now as you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah. That's not well, a movie. I, you should devote your whole attention to that movie. 
I think I get the gist. No. Welcome back to the high Oscars and you're just in time for our <laughs> best picture nominees. Of course, how this works is I'll say what the title of the movie is and then you'll hear a little snippet of the movie. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, our first nominee, Fast 8. <laughs> Fast and the Furious 8. Is the full, <laughs> full title, full throttle. <laughs> I'm going to drive this boat onto the top of that building. Oh, my God. He's going so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that that one. I think that's going to win. Whoa, <laughs> everybody. Uh, yeah. People yeah. are snapping. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that in the theaters. It was a super moment. Uh our next nominee for the best picture at the high Oscars is Mean Girls 2. <laughs> Why don't you just flow me? <laughs> what are you saying? You want me to blow you or you want me to call my progressive auto insurance? You heard her flow her. Whoa, Meta. Whoa. Oh, that was the same so actress. Good. You know, she does improv and stuff. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. There's one guy sitting in the front row. I think I took those edibles too late. This is all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our moving moving on. Our next our next nominee for I don't have to keep saying it every time, right? This is best picture. You're at the high Oscars. Uh, <laughs> our next next nominee is that one episode of Homeland, season three, episode four. <laughs> oh no, I was so high for that. Come on, kick in, kick in. <laughs> we must defuse the bomb. Red wire or yellow wire? I don't know. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, Homeland. Shit. I don't mean to be like a negative Nancy, but Homeland is not a movie. <laughs> okay. This guy's a buzzkill. Can we get him out of here? He's like really killing my my thing. That's it's not like. Right hey, wait a minute. I don't want to kill your buzz, but I mean, if we're gonna be at the high Oscars, my well, I. There's high Oscars, there's high Emmys. I mean, just because we're high doesn't mean we don't categorize things correctly. Man, but what is a movie, right? It's moving pictures. It's telling a that. story. Are we going to keep something out simply because it doesn't fit into a two-hour window? I went to the grocery store last week. That's a movie. I don't think that... Con Did you film yourself? No. Well, so no one could watch the movie. Hey, that's the beauty of the movie. Whoa. Guess anything God damn it. I think this was just an espresso bean. <laughs> <laughs> I guess anything could be a movie if you called it a movie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen uh, any of Charlie Kaufman's work? <laughs> 
Yeah. No. Those. <laughs> no. Oh, I think you'd like it. I think you. I think you'd like it. I think you'd like it. A lot of it kind of folds in on itself. Like it's him making art, making art, making art. You don't know where the art begins. It's like, is this a movie or like, is this a waste of my time here on earth? <laughs> right. Is that, but right. What's time. Uh. <laughs> or anyway our fourth nominee is um, <laughs> Charlie Kaufman's uh I'm thinking of ending things <laughs> I got the title right oh man nice dude nice I was nervous for you on that one thank you this is crazy movie right so are we supposed to play the clip yeah, sorry, I'm waiting on a clip to play, but my guy up in the projection room is being an asshole. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Oh, here's the clip. <clears throat> yeah, a cow died on this uh, barn floor. Uh, it had maggots in its bellies. It was a pig, not a cow. A pig died on the barn floor. There's maggots in its belly. You know, farm life isn't always pretty. Is that the movie? <laughs> movie. That, that's a movie. That's God for sure. Damn it. I got a babysitter for tonight and everything. <laughs> I just ate an espresso bean and I'm surrounded by all these stoners. I think that was the end of the movie. <laughs> we, got to, we got to Jake at work the next day. Hey, man. Hey. Uh, hey. You had, I heard you got, you were getting hot. You said you were getting high. You're going to go to the high Oscars. Is that fun? Uh, yeah. I won too. Exhausted, but yeah, I'm so exhausted. I won two VIB tickets on the radio. Hired VIB. Those are really good. Yeah. It was right up front. I uh, thought I'd <laughs> pop an edible. It was just an espresso bean. I was fucking wired for <laughs> eight hours. They just, <laughs> the orchestra kept playing bongos to get people to move on. And, and people just started jamming out. It was, Fucking nightmare. Oh, man, you should have been at the Wired Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Let's get back to the meat part of the podcast where a guest shares a story. Uh, Celeste, you are up. What would you like to share? All right. Okay, I'm going to talk about the two and a half weeks leading up to my wedding. So uh, I got married last year. I think I said that already. But I um, basically had never really like dreamed of a wedding or had like, I was just like, you know, it's going to be great. And like all my favorite people are coming together. And it was all kind of smooth sailing. And, uh, the only two things that I had like really thought about were the moment of like the first look with my husband and like him seeing the dress. And then, uh, the moment where my dad's walking me down the aisle. So two and a half weeks before the wedding, my dad needs emergency triple bypass surgery and they're in Minneapolis and I'm obviously in LA. And so I fly home and I'm there with him through that experience. And it's so surreal. And he just keeps telling everyone, like, I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And so he gets through the surgery. Like, we're basically, like, I'm working on my vows the night before with him because he's always been the person who I've, like, talked things through with and, like, written things with. And so we spend that time kind of, like, being together and then he goes into surgery. The next morning, 
uh, I guess I jumped a little bit. The next morning we go to the hospital and he's like getting prepped for surgery. And he, she is saying like, our father daughter dance is going to be like a little different than I thought it was going to be, but like, I'll be there. And at our welcome, your welcome party the night before, cause we didn't do a rehearsal dinner. We were just like, everyone come to a restaurant and we're going to, you know, rent it out and everyone can get drunk and whatever. Um, he's like, I'm going to wear a shirt that has subtle seahorses on it. <laughs> and that was like my big takeaway of him, like going in right before surgery. And, uh, sorry, subtle so like, seahorses. <laughs> he said subtle seahorses. <laughs> no, that's what I said too. And I was like, is it the drugs talking? I was like, what is <laughs> subtle seahorses? Uh, and so, but it was like this kind of through line of hmm. like, and it felt weird to be honest. It was nice, but it felt weird to have this kind of like focus on the wedding when something so major was happening. And it's not my dad's first major surgery. So like as a family, we kind of have a rhythm to it, but obviously we weren't expecting it at that time. And it's scary every time. So was it in LA by the way? Uh, the wedding was in Ohio. Okay. Got so, it. So close so enough. Like, close to LA. Um, and my parents were also had just sold their house. So they were about to fly across country, live with us for a little bit, and then move to LA. So it was just like a bunch of things happening at one time. And it's funny because I'm kind of skipping through this part because this is just like the pre, (laughs) like it's weighty. This is like the emotional part of it. But, um, so anyway, so I have to leave eventually and I fly home and I have like, I guess two weeks basically until the wedding. Um, I'm also dealing with like tooth pain. So I keep going into the dentist and they keeping like, you know what, nothing is wrong with it. It would be aggressive if we did anything just like, you know, use a sensitive toothpaste or whatever. <laughs> so I get married on Saturday and on Wednesday, I wake up with excruciating tooth pain like where I go in, I I can't take it anymore. So I go into the uh, dentist, she looks at it and my tooth is cracked. (sighs) So (laughs) I needed to get an emergency root canal. Like, what is that? Three days before the (laughs) wedding, four days before the wedding. And so I had, I spent a whole day. um, She sent me to a specialist because she didn't want to do it. And then I had to go back. So I was numb from like 9am to 5am, the puffiest face, like, (laughs) <laughs> they pull the tooth out and they can't rush the crown because they have to like go and get the crown made and then put it in. So they had to make this like temporary thing for my tooth. Um, and I'm there like, we can't promise that uh, you're not going to be swollen and we can't promise there's not going to be bruising and we're just going to see what happens. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to move half my face during the wedding. And this, and it's crazy because I only after the thing with my dad, it was like, okay, well, as long as he's okay, then like, I will have like a, you know, a place where there's no tooth and that's fine. Like that's the priority number one, but it was like, okay, another thing. And this is a detail that's probably doesn't need to be shared. I got my period that (laughs) Wednesday. So I had like the worst cramps, worst tooth pain, worried about my dad because he's supposed to fly on Thursday the next day. So I'm just like, is he going to be able to get on a plane? He literally just had open heart surgery. My sister's there helping him out. So it was just like a swirl of things. Um, And then there's this weird side thing with my husband's going out to uh, get tampons for me while I'm getting my root canal. 
And like seeing Kira Sedgwick and then forgetting the tampons, which is like not a necessary. Let's cut that part. That's oh, stupid. No. <laughs> it's it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird specific where it's like he came upstairs. He's like, Do you want me to meet you upstairs? And I was like, Yeah, because I, I need you to. And he comes up without the tampons and just tells me that he just saw Kira Sedgwick. And then like, I'm like, okay, I don't have a tooth in my mouth right now. And I really need, uh, I really need those tampons. So it's just like, it felt like just one thing after another of different levels of, uh, you know, weight. Um, so I, the next day I, they gave me like a Vicodin and I should never take anything like that because it makes me sick. So I spent the whole day like throwing up the day that we're driving to our wedding venue. By Friday, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. So I, we do the welcome party. I'm not drinking because I don't want to be hungover, but I'm just kind of there. And everyone is kind of like talking about my dad and my dad makes it. So like, that's the big thing. Like he's there, he's exhausted, but I have him there. And so uh, we go through the welcome party. It was wonderful. It's crazy to walk into a restaurant, like full of your favorite people. And it felt like I was in like, uh, the end of wizard of Oz or something like that, where it was like, and you were there. And like, it was just so weird to see everybody in a different context. Uh, but I, I get through the welcome party. It's wonderful. I go back to the hotel and we have this like beautiful, huge suite and my husband's not staying there that night. And so he stays out with some friends and he gets a drink. And I'm like, okay, well, this is like, he's out. So I'm going to send him like a little naked picture as like a little final look to like whatever. And then tomorrow we'll do like first look. It'll be great. <laughs> so I do that. And, uh, you know, whatever. Then I go to bed. I wake up. My dad's there. I walk down the aisle. I get really emotional right before I do because he's there. It's like everything goes beautifully and I'm so happy. And I, yeah, I can, yeah. So we go through the wedding. We have our father-daughter dance and it felt like such a moment because it had been such a talked about thing at the hospital. So that was like a really great like culmination of like, okay, now I can get really drunk. We're great. <laughs> we made it through this. Uh, it, it was happy and beautiful and wonderful. The next day we go back to LA and the dentist rushed my crown. So I have to go back to the dentist and then we're flying straight from the dentist to Hawaii. Um, and so I go to the dentist and I'm sitting there and she's putting the crown in and she was like, she spent so much time with me that Wednesday. So we got to know each other a little bit and she was like, Oh, let, like, I want to see pictures of your wedding. How did it go? Uh, so I like open up my phone and I was scrolling through and just absolutely show her the naked picture <laughs> that I like <laughs> to send to my husband. And then I have to sit in the chair for like another half an hour while she's like adhering this crown to my mouth. And I was just like, it just felt like the culmination of like all of these crazy events that just was like, yeah, it makes sense that I showed like my poor Oof. dentist a uh, <laughs> naked picture of me. And now I get to fly to Hawaii That's and this is like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be much worse. <laughs> it definitely. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it could have been really bad. Uh, the naked picture part. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you never, that, and that's one of those things. Oh, that actually just reminded me, this isn't that bad either. <laughs> All of these are going to be de-escalations off of like what they could be. But I accidentally, um, 
group texted recently our the pastor who officiated our wedding. Uh, it's my husband's like family pastor, and he had sent us a message saying like thinking of you and like your birth of your upcoming your your upcoming son. What is I don't know what that sentence is. Thinking of you and you know excited for your your child, and uh, I was like really pregnant and lying on the couch and like sending him something. And I almost sent something dirty. And then I was like, I just cried at a Pampers commercial. I'm just going to send that. So I sent that to him and I group texted him in the pastor. And so I do things like this all the time where I'm just like, I should just know to be careful. And I, (laughs) (laughs) my childhood pastor follows me on Twitter and it plays into, that feels, it plays into how I tweet more than it should. (laughs) it's like like i just very aware that he's one of the people that follows me on there wow i yeah Uh, that's my mother-in-law father-in-law follow me on but i just assume they don't use it that much and that's what i tell myself and then i just tweet like whatever i would anyway yeah but i'm probably wrong i don't know they're probably seeing everything All right, I'm here. Uh, ambulance has arrived. Okay, it looks like we have a car accident here. Does someone just want to walk me through uh, what happened? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll, I mean, I, can't, I pulled out into the intersection to make a left, and um, I didn't see the car coming. I don't know if they saw me, and they T-boned me. Okay, okay. Uh, all right, I, um, I'm going to be really honest with you. I forgot, like, all of, all of the equipment that I would need to, to, to help with what? the accident here. I, I saw, I saw Kira Sedgwick this morning, um, at the, what? I saw Kira Sedgwick at the grocery store and I have, I've just been thinking about it like all day and I have very little human interaction. And so I'm, you're the first person I've talked to. I just want to, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, the reason I wasn't paying attention to the light was I saw Kira Sedgwick earlier <laughs> and I was <laughs> thinking about it. Oh my God. It's thinking about it. Ins- she's, she looks great and she's with, she looks incredible. She's hanging out with, I knew she was married to Kevin Bacon, but I didn't know that they were actually together. You know, sometimes you think a celebrity marriage is like, yeah, they even know each other. Yeah. Seems and so I happy. saw them. They were walking out of one of those nice grocery stores, each carrying a bag. We got to find somebody who hasn't seen Kira Cedric today and give me some medical attention. <laughs> is, is everything okay here? I'm a doctor. No. Oh, no, I got into a car accident. I didn't see a car. I was in the, the intersection trying to make a left, and I got T-boned. They sped off. They, it was a hit and run. I think I broke some ribs. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get you seated here on the curb. Okay. Good. Thank you for Just take stopping. Your seat down. I, you're really saving my ass here, Doc. <laughs> you look starstruck, uh, like you saw something earlier. I, uh, I, uh, I'll handle this. Do you want to get another ambulance on the way, or? Yeah, I guess I'll call. Yeah. I'll call Robert. He'll- Okay. He doesn't have any of his stuff. He saw Kira Sedgwick. Fuck Kira Sedgwick. Then, from you know the closer. Sedgwick. I'm the closer. Was she the one from? Was she in one of? Uh, I'm trying to remember. 
I get, no, I doc, get her confused with Doc. Stay, stay focused, please. <laughs> if on. you haven't seen her today, so don't <laughs> imagine married to if, Kevin if Bacon. you haven't seen her face, don't look it up on your phone right now. No, you're gonna get well, starstruck. I feel like I've pictured Natalie Portman. She and someone no. something about like Freud or something, like an old like a period piece. I don't. I don't know her whole. I'm not thinking of the right person. No, you're not, Doc. Please, <laughs> hold I on. I think I got a hot stomach. A rib might have punctured an organ. Please, you didn't see her. It's not <laughs> the same as the EMT and me. We, we saw, saw her today. Her. Okay. No. Okay. Just leave it. All Just right. leave her. Just. I'm on our Wikipedia. Hold on. Shut your mouth. <laughs> no. <laughs> what kind of doctor uh, are you? Help. I'm a. I'm a good. Well, secondhand lions. I don't know what that is. Yeah, okay. Haley Joel Osment, Michael uh, Haley Jane. Yeah, you don't get a pass. You didn't see her in the parking lot of a (laughs) license carrying a nice bag with her husband. I saw Haley Joel Osment once at a uh, at Disneyland. (laughs) This guy's not a real doctor. I am too. You're comparing Haley Joel Osment to Kira Sedgwick. Oh, not the same. If you saw secondhand lines, you would be. You would have been starstruck too. I think that it depends on the age of Haley Joel Osment that you saw. If you saw Haley Joel Osment as a child, that's an Oscar nominated person. Even if you see him as an adult, that's after the Oscar nomination. He looks a lot different. I think it's different. He looks different. That's part of the fascination. I I saw JTT once at a bar and I spent the whole time with my friend trying to figure out if that was JTT or not. And it was JTT. I'm almost sure of it. They're not Kira Sedgwick. I don't know what... (laughs) uh, I start to fade and I see a a light at the end of the tunnel, but the light keeps like glancing over to the left. (laughs) And I... There's the light. I just... What the hell? <laughs> the lights that stayed focused uh, on me. Sorry, Jake. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking over here, Sedgwick over here. Uh, I gotta get back. God. <laughs> yeah, we see that. God. <laughs> the EMT gets a call. Kira Sedgwick's had a seizure in a. <laughs> oh my god. In a Whole Foods. Oh my. Well, god. we gotta. <laughs> She went to a license and a Whole Foods. In the same <laughs> Shut your day. fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm just gathering my wits about me. I, go. I'm not even. Go. Okay. All right. I'm going to go. We see, we see this. We cut to the scene around Kira Sedgwick. Oh my God. What do we do? Uh, is Kevin Bacon here? Oh uh, yeah. Here I am. Uh, <laughs> hey, oh my God. Wow. This is crazy. Now. Wow. It's crazy to oh, see you here. You know, it's, it, it's been a rough day for us. What happened? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't oh, have to no, ask. You can tell me. Well, I mean, my, my wife had a seizure, um, but uh, we saw Haley Joel Osment. What? Yeah, we saw yeah. Haley Joel. From, from Six Sense. He's kind of bigger now, right? He kind of looks just like a regular he, hipster. Yeah, he, he definitely was a cuter kid than he is an adult. Um, yeah. I mean, that's most yeah. of us, right? But when it's a movie star, you sort of think differently. God. What else was Kira uh, in? I, she's stunningly beautiful. I, uh, I'm looking at her IMDb. There's something called Cop Car. Anyone know what that is? You know, Cop I, Car. I can't take my eyes off her, so I've never watched any of her movies. 2015. I think I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um. Oh. Oh. Talk to me. Was that on Showtime? Yes. Yes. Talk to me. That's right. There's like yeah. a therapist show. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, uh, 
say everyone else is having like there's little pockets of people around a, a flailing Kira Cedric. Cedric, she's <laughs> she's stunning. Uh, love her. And <laughs> she did a couple TV movies too. Did you know that? Something the Lord made. Did you ever see that? Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love that movie. That movie? I did. We we cut to this doctor at home. <laughs> hey, what the hell took you so long? I sent you out for tampons. Hmm. I sent you out for tampons. <laughs> Sorry, I saw Kira Cedric had a seizure. What I said. It was kind of a long one. I I got sidetracked by a couple different. I'm always on call as a medical doctor. Um, yeah, was there an emergency? It sounds like there was a couple of them. One guy got hit by a car, and then Kira Cedric had a seizure. Oh my God! What happened to them? I don't know. I just took completely spaced out. What day is it? <laughs> it's the first of my cycle. Is what day it is? <laughs> okay. Well, if I could tell. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I should have said that. I'm sorry. I've just got Kira on the brain. Did you know she's director? She directs now too. She directed an episode of Grace and Frankie. We, I've been telling you we should watch that. So did you get the tampons? No, I didn't get the tampons. Jeez. Go back out and get the tampons. Okay, I will. Uh, Jesus. Jesus, you. You can cut to a convenience store. Hi. Uh, hey. I'm looking for uh, tampons. Uh, yep. Uh, aisle four. Okay. Holy shit. No. You're... Are you Ryder Strong? <laughs> That's right. I'm Ryder Strong. Yeah, I'm Ryder Strong. From Boy Meets World? <laughs> yes, I'm Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World. Yes, I am. Is that, well, is that, is that a problem? No, no. I really like that show. It's fun. It's kind of, I wouldn't expect to see you here working at a, at a, it's a corner store, but uh, well, you know, I'm not, no, no, no shade. Okay. Yeah, no, I get it a lot. I'm used to it. I used to be on TV and now I work on a corner store and we got tampons yeah. in aisle four. So, uh, yep. You were in some movies, right? I was in a few movies. I was in, a, I was in, um, I was in the Sylvester Stallone movie cop. Cop Town, Cop, uh, Cop Town, Cop Town. Yeah, I was Cop in Cop Town. Town. I was in a couple other things too, mostly just Boy Meets World. <laughs> Cut back to the house. Hey, sweetie, guess what? I saw Ryder Strong at the store. What? I saw Ryder Strong. Remember from Boy Meets World? He's the the heartthrob friend of the main character. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you get the tampons? Oh. Don't worry about it. My period saw Kira Cedric and got distracted. Josh! <laughs> Get down here! What? What? 
I commissioned you to paint me subtle seahorses. And what is this fucking shit I see in front of me? I think subtle seahorses. I don't know. Are you kidding me? Those are, there's nothing subtle about those seahorses. They're in the water. They're swimming around. They're horses. Where do you want the seahorses to be, to be, I want to be them painted? subtle. Well, I'm not going to put a seahorse on the, in, in on dry land. That'll be a, not a subtle seahorse. Cause then you'll see a seahorse on dry land. It'll be a dead seahorse. <laughs> okay. I have to, if you wanted the seahorse to be subtle, I got to put it with, <laughs> I got to put it in an environment. I got to. Okay. Well, fine. Put it in the ocean. I'm not the artist, but those look way too much. Like those are defined seahorses. Is there something, do you want, so are you looking for seahorses? You looking for like impressionist seahorses or are you looking for, I want them subtle. I want people to come <laughs> in here specific. and go like, Oh, I get a, uh, I get a whiff of a seahorse in this house. That's what I want. I want the idea of a seahorse. All right. I'll d- uh, <sighs> I am having a cocktail party later and I don't want to look like an asshole who's rubbing seahorses in people's face. Okay. Is it okay if I do a, I don't want to do a whole new painting. Can I just put a prominent octopus in this one and then the seahorses will be subtle in comparison? (laughs) Oh yeah. I suppose if I wanted a prominent (laughs) octopus, I would have commissioned for one. Okay. Subtle seahorses independent of a prominent octopus. We cut to the cocktail party later. Celeste, did you see the seahorse painting? <laughs> Jake's really ramming it down our throats, isn't he? The seahorse. <laughs> much? I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, we get it. It's enough. Hit us over the head with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's gross. I don't think I want to be his friend anymore. You know what? I'm so glad you said that. Um, Taylor's having a party down the street if we want to just walk over there. Oh, great. I had no idea. Oh, Casey, uh, Celeste, uh, looks like you're grabbing your uh, bags. And oh, what, Where are you going? Uh, sorry, Jake. It's not personal. It's just, listen, if I wanted to get seahorses rammed down my throat, I'd go to the fucking <laughs> aquarium, okay? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> These are subtle. I told him to make them more subtle. There's just giant octopuses all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking knew it. He told me he wasn't. He, I told him no prominent octopus. <laughs> and now I got a prominent octopus and an explicit. Scene. I want to be clear. It's not the octopuses that bother me. No, it's the seahorses. It's just too much. Too much seahorse. I fucking knew it. <sighs> hey, uh, everyone enjoying the party so far? Thanks. <laughs> I'm the artist. I did the painting. Oh, you're the artist. Yes. They're not enjoying it. Is it, are the seahorses too subtle? <laughs> They're not too subtle. They're not too subtle. This one's got a machine gun. I mean, is there anything but subtle? I think I think if you're imagining a seahorse <laughs> that a, a seahorse with a machine gun makes the seahorse element subtler you keep trying to settle the seahorse by adding to the painting we want front and center a seahorse that is subtler. i don't know it how it makes sense i don't I, I i don't mean to come to josh or jake's defense but i don't know how he could be more clear subtle thank you subtle seahorse you come to my defense well i'm still on the fence about you uh right now <laughs> okay it's you see a picture of a grandma getting chopped 
up with an axe by a Paul Bunyan and his big blue ox uh, babe. Uh, and uh, a little part of the, <laughs> the painting is the grandma uh, <laughs> holding up a little thing to her mouth that, over her face like you see at a wedding says, ouchie. <laughs> the ouchie is subtle in that case, right? Because there's a lot going on with Paul Bunyan, with our knowledge of folklore, with the with the prominent violence of a grandma being cut in half. I wouldn't describe that whole painting as the ouchie painting. I'd say the ouchie part is subtle, right? Your eye just goes straight to the ouchie. I mean, Are you kidding? <laughs> I didn't even do this painting. I didn't even see the violence that you're describing. To be honest, I went right to the ouchie and I said, "What? What is this gauche thing that I'm looking at?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, I don't. My, I'm fucking stumped. Uh, I don't know how to do a subtle seahorse. I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess not. And now I'm the laughing stock of this town. <laughs> they were gonna leave and go to another oh, we're party. We're still leaving. <laughs> Oh, no problem. Um, I'll do, let's let's take a look at. Uh, I'll show you all the stuff that happened uh, from my baby shower. Um, <laughs> gather around, mom, grandma, um, the okay. whole family. Let's get over here. Whoopsies. Where's my grandson? He'll like to take a look at this as well. <laughs> Come here, get him on my lap. <laughs> all right. Um, whoopsie Daisy. Uh, sorry about this. What? What? Got about thirty-two dick pics here. <laughs> uh, uh, Don't look at those; those are bad lighting. Uh, mm, this is from the baby. Sh- this is from the baby shower. I took it during the baby shower. Sorry. Uh, I'll go. You know what? Oh God! It. I thought it was from before. Actually, when I just did it, I got to go all the way back through these. We'll go to the top of the baby shower where we did the cake. We opened presents, and at the end, uh, these are not all your dicks. Yeah, I took a couple of other people's dicks in the middle of it. So, (laughs) I mean, well, well, everyone's doing the baby shower. Sometimes, I don't know. Honestly, I got a little bored, so me and the fellows went in the other room. Sort of doing dick photography. It's not a huge deal. God, I'm sorry. Don't worry. maybe maybe the kid shouldn't be looking at this part. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That's where we had the novelty cake. What? <laughs> <laughs> One picture of a cake, and then then there's a bunch of pictures of your asshole. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna take the asshole out and post in most of these. <laughs> Did you don't don't be crude about the I'm gonna have a nice Ken doll style asshole. It's not my point. It's not my point. I'm just saying <laughs> you're through me for a loop here with all the ge- gentle. Are we not a progressive family? Fine. You know what? You missed the baby shower. You wanted to see pictures. I took thirty to four hundred images of my um of all angles of my dick, my balls, my taint, my asshole. And now you're not interested in it. But that was part of the baby shower. It was a whole kind of highlight for me. We cut, to, we, cut, <laughs> we cut to later in the day, Josh talking to his spouse. Uh, honey, I, um, I just wanted to say, I know you, you read that book about love languages and you came to the conclusion mm. that your love language was showing people 
uh, pictures of your dick. Showing you. Uh, yeah, showing, showing which you. I appreciate these pics. I think that they're very, very vulnerable. And I think the vulnerability is very important. It's just you have to be a different. You can't do that with everybody. I love it. I love getting in tags and being like, I'm 100% my love sure. Language. I know that. I'm 100% sure that this is a picture of Josh's dick and or asshole. But you can't just do that with the rest of the family. It's different. Does that make sense? I love you. Is that different? Do doesn't make sense, doesn't make sense to me. To okay. Then why did we read the book? We discovered what my love language is. You no, know, and you, you not only discovered it, you created a new one. No one else has that at all. Uh, uh, I'm trying to, how could I put it? I feel this? like you're shaming me. I do not mean to be shaming you. Oh, uh, you discovered it. You've invented a new one. People didn't shame Lou Gehrig for discovering the disease. He just got it. <laughs> That's a cool. like. What are you doing, Lou? I'm what not are you doing? sure that's a one to one comparison. <laughs> I think it is because you're like, oh, you're the only one that has this love language, where you express your love by showing people the photos of the back of your balls. We cut to uh, the, we cut to Lou Gehrig at the doctor. Ooh man! <laughs> Ooh. So like 1942. <laughs> <laughs> we go back in time to Lou Gehrig at the death. Oh man! Hey, everybody, get in here. Uh, this oh, yeah? guy, this guy, you've seen him play baseball. Ooh. What is it, Doc? Oh, yeah. Come on, be straight with me. What is it, yeah. Lou Gehrig? You're you got a new disease, and it's you're so dumb to have done that. Come on, just get the leeches out. Let's take care of this. <laughs> oh, I don't think so, Lou. Uh, we've never seen anything like this. I don't know where you've been hanging out. I've been hanging out on the ball diamond. Come on, boys. Let's <laughs> let's all smoke our cigarettes and, and fig, get to the bottom of this. I want to live a nice, help, nice, happy life. I, we got a couple more people we got to show this to before we can get started. We've never seen anything like what you have. Well, geez, Louise. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I feel like you're shaming me. I, uh, I didn't ask for this. Cut to well, a press tour. He's on stage and the, the doctors are displaying his new found disease. So, so, so tell the audience what exactly we're looking at here. Yeah. You, uh, hold on. Oh. Oh, you go ahead, doctor. <laughs> I was just getting the old carousel uh, projector fired up. Can you go to the uh, next photo? That's <laughs> That photo was meant for my wife. <laughs> it's a Kodak, Kodak carousel. You can look at uh, 40 pictures in a row. It's extremely heavy, and you see him try to like put it on the thing. Uh, let me just get it plugged in. Uh, all right. Uh, Oh, that's my male member. Hold on. <laughs> it's also my male member. Okay, it my looks buddy's like male member. There are 400 slides here. Is a, can we get through? Well, I have never seen a taint so close up. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of The Meat Improv. Thank you both so much for being on. Uh, yeah, thanks, Casey. It was a blast. Thank you for having yeah. us. Um, let's plug stuff. Uh, so, um, Celeste, what, what do you want to tell our audience about? Uh, I will plug two Instagram accounts. One would be mine, just Celeste Busa. And then the other one is Week by Week Podcast, where we'll have uh, updates about guests and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, uh subscribe and rate and review the podcast once it's out and you can receive it. Please. Yeah. Awesome. Was that a like wait. nice smooth plug? That was great. That, that came was out really... perfectly, right? <laughs>
That'll okay. be smoother than plug. Jake or my plugs. in 24 hours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not right. coherent anymore. Uh, you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Uh, Casey. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Casey Gullickson. Also, uh, I made some videos during the pregnancy about uh, how excited I was to be a dad. They're called Soup Pregnant. You can find them on YouTube or Vimeo. I think I put them on YouTube. Possibly only Vimeo. Uh, <laughs> also, my wife, uh, she she vlogged the the birth. So and she's editing that video now. So you can find her on YouTube, uh, Linda Barsi, B A R S I. And um, yeah, that's going to be a really fun one. A lot of pregnancy content. Yeah. Better get yours out first, Liz. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, how do you say soups? Pre- Is it soups like S U P E S? That's right. Okay. Uh, soups. There's two now, and then the kid was born while I was editing, like, the next two. So uh, there's only two <laughs> available currently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. I'll get to got it. Time. I'll get to it in, like, 18, uh, <laughs> years, 18 years from now. <laughs> uh, Jake? Um, follow me at Wake Up With Jacob. Uh, check out We Improv uh, at twitch.tv uh, or weimprov.org for improv stuff. Awesome. Uh, I'm at... Josh Simpson on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Josh Simpson biz. And I'm starting to make some videos for a channel called lazy Susan. There should be one out by now about the, the vow on HBO and the Nixium. Yeah. So if you're watching Ooh. any of that, uh, <laughs> which I think one out of eight Americans are, <laughs> uh, there should be a sketch up there now. Uh, that's it. The meets on all the, all the platforms at the meet improv, Twitter, Facebook, I think I'm not on Facebook anymore, so that might be dead. Sorry. Uh, and Instagram uh, and patreon.com slash the improv for the bonus episode called the potatoes and our discord channel. Um, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the meat. The meat. Improv. I'll take you out.